This is the Internet Multicasting Service. Harper Audio presents the poetry of 17th century writer John Donne, read by actor Richard Burton. This selection includes religious poems he wrote late in life, which express the yearning for union with God of a man obsessed with death. Whoever comes to shroud me, do not harm nor question much that subtle wreath of hair which crowns my arm. The mystery, the sign you must not touch, for tis my outward soul, viceroy to that which then to heaven being gone will leave this to control and keep these limbs, her provinces, from dissolution. For if the sinewy thread my brain lets fall through every part can tie those parts and make me one of all, these hairs which upward grew and strength and art have from a better brain can better do it. Except she meant that I by this should know my pain as prisoners then are manacled when they're condemned to die. Whatever she meant by it, bury it with me. For since I am love's martyr, it might breed idolatry if into other hands these relics came. As t'was humility to afford to it all that a soul can do, so tis some bravery that since you would save none of me, I bury some of you. When my grave is broke up again, some second guess to entertain. For graves have learned that woman head to be to more than one a bed. And he that digs it spies a bracelet of bright hair about the bone. Will he not let us alone and think that there a loving couple lies, who thought that this device might be some way to make their souls at the last busy day meet at this grave? and make a little stay. If this fall in a time or land where misdevotion doth command, then he that digs us up will bring us to the bishop and the king to make us relics. Then thou shalt be a Mary Magdalene, and I a something else thereby. All women shall adore us, and some men. And since at such time miracles are sought, I would have that age by this paper taught what miracles we harmless lovers wrought. First we loved well and faithfully, yet knew not what we loved nor why. Difference of sex no more we knew than our guardian angels do. Coming and going we perchance might kiss, but not between those meals. Our hands ne'er touched the seals which nature injured by late law sets free. These miracles we did, but now, alas, all measure and all language I should pass, should I tell what a miracle she was. Fond woman, which would have thy husband die, and yet complains of his great jealousy. If swollen with poison he lay in his last bed, his body with a seer bark covered, drawing his breath as thick and short as can the nimblest crotcheting musician, ready with loathsome vomiting to spew his soul out of one hell into a new, made deaf with his poor kindred's howling cries, begging with few feigned tears great legacies. Thou wouldst not weep, 
but jolly and frolic be, as a slave which tomorrow should be free. Yet weepst thou when thou seest him hungrily swallow his own death, heart's bane jealousy. Oh, give him many thanks, he is courteous, that in suspecting kindly warneth us. We must not, as we used, flout openly in scoffing riddles his deformity, nor at his board together being sat with words, nor touch scarce looks adulterate, nor when he's swollen and pampered with great fare, sits down and snorts, caged in his basket chair, must we usurp his own bed any more, nor kiss and play in his house as before. Now I see many dangers, for that is his realm, his castle, and his diocese. But if, as envious men which would revile their prince or coin his gold, themselves exile into another country and do it there, we play in another house, what should we fear? There we will scorn his household policies, his silly plots and pensionary spies, as the inhabitants of Thames' right side to London's major, or Germans the Pope's pride. As the sweet sweat of roses in a still, as that which from chafed muscats pours doth trill, as the almighty balm of the early east, such are the sweat drops of my mistress' breast. And on her brow her skin such luster sets, they seem no sweat drops but pearl coronets. Rank, sweaty froth thy mistress' brow defiles, like spermatic issue of ripe menstruous boils, or like the scum which by needs lawless law enforced, Sancerra's starved men did draw from parboiled shoes and boots, and all the rest which were with any sovereign fatness blessed. And like vile lying stones in saffron tin, or warts, or wheels, they hang upon her skin. Round as the world's her head, on every side like to the fatal ball which fell on Ide, or that whereof God had such jealousy, as for the ravishing whereof we die. Thy head is like a rough-hewn statue of jet, where marks for eyes, nose, mouth, are yet scarce set, like the first chaos or flat-seeming face of Cynthia when the earth shadows her embrace, like Proserpine's white beauty-keeping chest or Jove's best fortune's urn is her fair breast. Thine's like worm-eaten trunks clothed in seal-skin or grave that's dust without and stink within. And like that slender stalk at whose end stands the woodbine quivering are her arms and hands. Like rough-barked elm-boughs or the russet skin of men late scourged for madness or for sin, like sun-parched quarters on the city gate, such is thy tanned skin's lamentable state, and like a bunch of ragged carrots stand the short, swollen fingers of thy gouty hand. Then, like the chimic's masculine equal fire, which in the limbeck's warm wound doth inspire into the earth's worthless dirt a soul of gold, such cherishing heat her best-loved part doth hold. Thine's like the dread mouth of a fired gun, or like hot liquid metals newly run into clay moulds, or like to that Etna where round about the grass is burnt away. Are not your kisses then as filthy and more as a worm sucking an envenomed sore? Doth not thy fearful hand in feeling quake as one which gathering flowers still fears a snake? Is not your last act harsh and violent 
as when a plough a stony ground doth rent. So kiss good turtles, so devoutly nice are priests in handling reverent sacrifice. And such in searching wounds the surgeon is, as we, when we embrace, or touch, or kiss. Leave her, and I will leave comparing thus. She and comparisons are odious. Nature's lay idiot, I taught thee to love, and in that sophistry, O thou dost prove too subtle. Fool, thou didst not understand the mystic language of the eye nor hand, nor couldst thou judge the difference of the air of size and say, This lies, this sounds despair, nor by the eye's water call a malady desperately hot or changing feverously. I had not taught thee then the alphabet of flowers, how they, devisefully being set and bound up, might with speechless secrecy deliver errands mutely and mutually. Remember, since all thy words used to be to every suitor, I, um, if my friends agree. Since household charms thy husband's name to teach for all the love tricks that thy wit could reach, and since an hour's discourse could scarce have made one answer in thee, and that, ill-arrayed in broken proverbs and torn sentences. Thou art not by so many duties his, that from the world's common having severed thee, inlaid thee neither to be seen nor see, as mine, who have with amorous delicacies refined thee into a blissful paradise. Thy graces and good words my creatures be. I planted knowledge and life's tree in thee, which, oh, shall strangers taste. Must I, alas, frame and enamel plate and drinking glass, chafe wax for other seals, break a colt's force, and leave him then being made a ready horse? This has been Harper Audio. Harper Collins is the copyright owner of this recording and has consented to a limited distribution of Harper Audio as an 8 kilohertz computer sound file on Internet Town Hall. It is a violation of United States and international copyright laws to copy these recordings in any other way. Harper Audio is a trademark of Harper Collins Publishers Inc. To order a copy of this tape or to request a catalog of all Harper Audio spoken word cassettes, please call 1-800-C-HARPER or 717-941-1214 or send mail to harper at town.hall.org. This has been a production of the Internet Multicasting Service. Support for Harper Audio is provided by HarperCollins and by Sun Microsystems and O'Reilly & Associates. Network connectivity for the Internet Multicasting Service is provided by UUNet Technologies and MFS Datanet.